Welcome to the Social Chameleon Show, where it's our goal to help you learn, grow, and transform the person you want to become. Today, we're talking about dismissing ideas too quickly. Sometimes people give up before they even try. Guilty yeah. as charged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know, man. It's just like some people don't even give things a fair shot. It's like, ah, oh, I think we can. No, man, we can't ever do that. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and it's always like those like weird, well, you know, my family doesn't do those kind of things or I didn't come from that kind of background or I didn't go to college or I never studied engineering or. Yeah, or and it's just like they let, they let these prepositions of things like stop them or what about, you know, I think I'm, I'm not even sure people are aware of this one, but like people's personal filters. That yeah, your, yeah, your cognitive biases. And yeah, like that mental barrier that automatically prevents unwanted ideas from entering your head. Like, yeah. even like, th- like you don't even think about doing it. It's just like, no, that's dumb. <laughs> right. As the ideas form, your brain's like, whoa, whoa, shut this down. That's too yeah, entrepreneurial. Like, this isn't you. It's like, that's not who I am. That's yeah. not what I do. And yeah. it's like, mm, yeah, I don't know. Some of those ideas may be beneficial to you, you know? Hey, you got to wonder, I mean, I'm sure a lot of that stems from parents, childhood and all kinds of things, teachers and whoever is shutting things down all the time. Like I was talking with somebody a few weeks ago and he was, he was asking me, he's like, uh, you know, what, what, at one years old, like what, who was around, like what your parents, what did they do? What kind of jobs did they have? And I was like, and when we talked about that and I, I said, why? He's like, from the research he had, was doing that they, they've, they've kind of found it's con- kind of seemed like it's concluding to whatever your parents kind of did when you were a baby and kind of one, you know, one year old kind of range that kind of sets you up for what you think about as jobs and things in the world. If your parents are entrepreneurs or small business owners, like you have a like pretendency to like be okay with that kind of stuff or have like a different view on work and life and things like that. I was like kind of, kind of interesting what he was kind of talking about, but yeah, I mean, cause a lot of people don't really know like these mental barriers or these mm-hmm internal mechanisms or subconscious like a lot of that stuff is not even programmed by you as a person it's not like it's programmed by either your past or Mm -hmm. things that happened to you in the past or what people you idolize either you know whether that be people on social media people on tv you know just kind of just be aware of that and then you have the other people too where you know ignorance is bliss right or is it yeah hey not knowing is not a defense uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Look at OJ. Look hey, at OJ. I don't know. <laughs> lawyer, lawyer told me that once, not knowing is not a defense. I was like, so we got to figure this out then. <laughs> <laughs> you just like, yeah. But I mean, it's just like for the most part, right? In everyday life, it works, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know nothing about that. But right. I don't, I don't know what that is. Right. So I like, tried that. Like, well, why are you going 65? I didn't know it wasn't the speed limit here. <laughs> well, I did. Uh, I don't know. Could read the sign. Uh, Uh, What sign? The one behind you. Damn. (laughs) Oh my goodness. But yeah, you know, sometimes it seems like, and I, I guarantee, I played this card of like, you just don't want to know. You don't want to do the work. You don't want to look it up. You know, it's it's easier that way. It's a good excuse, even if it's not even true. Like, oh, I, didn't yeah. say, I don't know. I, yeah, whatever. I didn't know. So it's not a big deal. And it's like, yeah. well, you didn't care. Yeah. Sometimes it's, you don't care. And sometimes it's easier. Sometimes the juice isn't worth the squeeze. But I mean, just, right. just those types of things where like, when you actually don't know, right. We were talking about that. 
in one of the other episodes. Like, if you can't explain something to an eight-year-old on how to do it, like, maybe you really don't know how to do it that well, you know? But that's, that's a better answer, though. Like, you know what? I never, I never cared about this. I haven't looked it up. I, I don't, I don't, I didn't put much thought yeah, into it. I sort of understand it, but I don't know. Like saying those things to yourself, another person, that's a better conversation. You know what I mean? Right. But saying, I don't know is easier. Way easier. It's like, it's just a scapegoat kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Get you off the hook. Like, I didn't know. Like nobody taught me. Nobody showed me. Yeah. Don't fucking you didn't ask either. So. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, just like, again, this, this whole show is about awareness. It's yeah. about personal development and, if you actually truly want to change and become something more, like you gotta stop playing that ignorance card. And right. sometimes, you know, a, a lot of this stuff too is just, you know, not even the ignorance card, but if you don't, if you give up too easily or you yeah. quit, like, that stunts your growth as a person. Yeah, you know? it does. Like, again, you're gonna throw in the towel when it's too early. It's like, oh, you're just quitting because it's easier than, than moving forward. Like, mm-hmm. that doesn't get you anywhere. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. And I think there's like two things to that. And from, from, from what I've experienced and what I've read and different things I've done and whatnot or whatever, I guess the first one is like when, when you're just trying to do something for like a quick buck or to be it's so easy, like when it's, when you come up against a roadblock or an obstacle, you're like, eh, I didn't really care for this anyway. And it's easy to quit because you're not invested in it. You don't yeah. want, really want to do it. And then the, the second thing I, I've read a, in the past maybe a few years, something like that, it was a, uh, I think it was Epictetus or maybe Seneca or something like that. He's like, he's talking about like, if you never, I don't know the exact quote, but if you never, if you never have any obstacles or challenges in your life, then you don't really know, you know, anything about your life. You've never really tested yourself. How sad that is. You've never, you've never really tested who you are. And sometimes, you know, it's easy like to not test yourself and to put yourself in this nice little safe bubble. People do it all the time. They have the, they've had the same job for years, right? They have the same local friends Mm -hmm. for years. And like nothing changes in our life and having no change is comfortable. That's the yeah. comfortable place to be. That's where everybody, I guess, in essence wants to be. Right. But if you're looking for change, like certain stable, you know, common things in your life that are there, those often need to change too. You know, yes. this whole thing about not challenging yourself, this whole thing about, um, you know, being ignorant to things or just saying that you don't know, like, all of that has to, not maybe not all of it, but some of it has to change at some point if you want a growth and you want to change. Right. You got to go through that cocoon phase before you become a butterfly. Right. Now, yeah. Yeah. Everybody's an amateur before a pro. You know, every, every, you know, every, every master was once an apprentice. Like you got to know, like, I got to get there. I got to get to this point, the next thing or whatever. But that's the thing. Uh, few years ago, I kept hearing this thing from, I want to say it was Tim Ferriss. It's like, get uncomfortable, like get comfortable being uncomfortable. And I kept hearing this, like, get comfortable being uncomfortable. I'm like, yeah. that doesn't sound right. I need to go do more of that. Cause I don't like the way that sounds. <laughs> I don't like the way that sounds. And <laughs> well, you know, but I started doing things like, I don't like being touched. I don't like being hugged. I don't like people shaking my, I don't oh, like that. You want to hug? No, I see. Oh, I'll give you a hug, buddy. Thank you very much. Okay. But I was like, I need to challenge these things. I need to get comfortable with being hugged, being like, different things like that, doing different types of things. And I, whatever's been two, two and a half years now, I mean, it doesn't even bother me anymore. Right. And then that's the part where you start to like unlock your mind. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like you, you come up to this wall every time you hit this wall, you hit this wall, you hit this wall. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. all right, I need to stop hitting this wall. It's time to start going over it. Like mm-hmm. once you 
open your mind to that possibilities, like new things become available. Yes. You know, you'd be surprised. Like you think something is extremely hard. Like for me, I thought, you know, being a straight A student like, was going to be like a hard thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was hard, but right. after a while, it's like, Hey, like there's a pattern to this. Like, right. There's actually a way to do it. Like you look at the syllabus, you look at all the points you need, X amount percentage of these points to do such. So it's like, okay, homework is once like once you start thinking that you can do it, like you start opening your mind to okay, how is this possible? And like, and then just that common mindset right there, switching from something is impossible to now it's possible. Now your brain starts looking for all these ways in which something can be done. You know, and that's the key. Like you're saying that you unlock your brain. Your brain switches. It's focus. Your brain's gonna focus on whatever your whatever your input is. You're saying it can't be done. Your brain's like, yeah, and let me show you thy ways, you know. <laughs> but then they, the same goes in reverse. Like, how can I afford this? How can I do this? How can I get this to do? Your brain's like, all right, let me show you thy ways. Like, let's go. Like, it's that's key. Like you just that. Listen, people, that's the key thing right there. Changing your focus. Give your brain the task of, I can. How can I? How do we get this done? That's that's. Yeah. And that's, that's why when it comes to dismissing ideas quickly, like sometimes people give up too quickly and like they, they may give up when, when the answer is right around the corner, like the answer is right there. And then like the day you give up, like you'll never know that answer is right behind that extra door. Like three more doors down, you'd have the answer for what you were looking for. Or, you know what I mean? Like your prayers may have been answered or mm-hmm. your, your dreams may have come true, but you stop three doors away. It's like, you know, it's, yeah, I think a lot of, I think I want to say most people have seen that meme of that guy, like he's digging a tunnel or whatever. And it's a little sliver of thing. And it's like, right on the side of the sliver, like diamonds or gold, or whatever it is. He's like walking away. And then the guy in the bottom of the meme, he's, he's still going. And like his path was like farther or whatever it is, but he just broke through it. He, he got it or whatever. It's like it's wow. a funny little meme that kind of expresses this, this point. It's like, <laughs> right. It's like the guy who was right there just gave up. Yeah. And then that way, the guy who just kept pressing on got mm-hmm. it. Like, He's like, I got three feet. There's nothing, nothing here, obviously. It's like, no, yeah. three feet, three inches was where it was at. Like, right. Dude, I, dude, it just depends on what you're in, dude. Like, yeah. you're racing, dude. Like, no matter whether you win by an inch, <laughs> win by a mile. Right. <laughs> but so, sometimes this goes down to tenths of a second, hundredths of a second, thousandth of a second. Like, I was listening to um, Michael Phelps on, to Tony, on Tony Robbins' podcast, and Michael Phelps is like, when he won the, was it the 2012 Olympics or something like it was, what, he touched the pad like one one thousandth of a second before the guy, and he won the gold. Yeah. And they had to, they had to go out. The, the, it was so close. They had to go down to the thousandth of a second or whatever it was to, to find out who the winner was. But that was all the difference, you know? And, and you know, Michael Phelps is like, I thought because of the stroke at the end, I lost it. But I reached the pad just that split second before he did. Like, but yeah. Sometimes that's all you need. I mean, at the end of the day, when you look at the record book, it says gold, silver, bronze. It doesn't say, you know, you don't look at the other side of the column. Like, you know. Yeah. No, I mean, some people do. But right. you know, on the other, on the flip side of that, for the people that do walk away, you mm. know, early, it's like, you know, you, you also got to take the fact that that's not a loss too. You know, right. failure is okay. Even in that meme, that guy that almost got the diamond and he freaking turned around and walked away, like, you know what I mean? There were value. You gotta, you gotta take something away from that failure. You can't just be like, "Oh, this is a failure." You know, failure is a verb. It's not a noun. It doesn't describe who you are. It doesn't describe what you do. 
You know what I mean? It's just an event. Something happened. It didn't happen for you. And that's okay. Yeah. Like you gotta be okay with that too. You know? Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't let failure be what identifies you. Uh, you know, that's not your worth. You know, you, you've got to, after you're done crying or whatever it is you're doing, you've got to say, okay, why did I fail? Like how, like what went wrong? Like what's the after action plan here? Like what, what can I learn from this? Like what are the lessons? Maybe it takes a week. Maybe it takes a month. But you got to keep like, man, what happened there? Like, why did I fail? Like what the fuck happened? You can't, you cannot blame everybody else. You've got to start with yourself. You got to start with you and say, what did I do wrong? You know, not my goddamn accountant was stealing from me. That's not his fucking, that's your problem. Why weren't you doing what you had to do to maybe, yeah. you know, hire the right person to begin with or, or, or check in once in a while, you know, what's going on? Like you got to start with yourself and say, why did these things happen? And how, how can, can I learn, grow, move on? Happening in the future. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, that's the thing about failure. Like that allows you to learn about yourself. Mm -hmm. and if there, if this failure was something that was, you know, AKA not your fault, it's like, well, okay, how can I prevent this in the future? How can I prevent this external source or this outside force from coming in and, and making this failure? What things can I do within my control to help prevent that in the future? Like, those are the things that, you know, that make failures a victory. Those are the things that, you know, in the event that you do give up on an idea too quickly, like, don't just let that go. Don't just play that ignorance card again or that bliss card or, you know what I mean? Oh, that wasn't my fault. Like, figure it out. Yeah. Like, take that time to learn. So that way, the next time you won't give up that easy or the next time you've had that problem, you'll have something in place that's going to take care of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that failure, failure can and lots of times leads to success. You've got yeah. to go through those failures. You've got to... But if you're not learning from them, you're constantly blaming others. You're blaming the economy. You're blaming this. You're blaming the knockoffs in China. You're blaming. You're not going to have an opportunity to learn what yeah. you're doing wrong. What's happening? Am I am I micromanaging too much? Am I hiring the wrong people? Am I constantly bringing out our friends and family, and they're not doing their job? Like, what is it happening? It starts with you. It stems with with you. Yeah, and then I guess taking a step out from the micro and looking at the macro of things, like most good things come after the slump. Right. Just like anything in life, after recession comes expansion. Yes. After expansion comes recession. Like these are the cycles of life. These are the things that, you know, all in all, they happen all too often. Yeah. Um, for everybody involved, not just you, not just me. Like it happens. Sometimes you go through a slump. You know what I mean? And it's just like sometimes you got to take a few losses before you get the win. So it's not always a bad thing. Yeah, and that's when you, you've got to know what you're fighting for, what you're doing. Why are you doing these things? So when these slumps come, the honeymoon phase is over, the sizzle is off the stake. You've got to know, okay, I know this is coming. This is the hard part. This is the trenches. I've got to work through this. I've got to push through this because I know on the other side of this, it's going to be the victory. It's going to be the next thing. It's going to be the catalyst that I'm looking for, whatever it is. You've got to fight through that knowing that, this is where everybody stops. And if yeah. I go beyond this, this is where nobody's at right now because everybody stops here. And I've got to be the one that goes past this and gets beyond this so that I can invent this thing, push the boundaries, be under the four minute mile, whatever it is that, that these things that are out there that people are, you know, have said, 
can't be done. We can't go to the moon until we want to. And you know what I mean? All these things. That's, that's the, 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 the key distinction. That's the new thinking that you've got to have just yeah. beyond this is where I want to be. Yeah. And then in the, in the other three dimensional realm of things, it's like sometimes because you failed out what you originally wanted to accomplish, that doesn't always mean that you can't accomplish something else. Right. Like the guy that invented the post-it note. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows what a post-it note is. But did you know that the guy that originally wanted to create the post-it note, he was actually trying to create an adhesive that freaking never failed. He was trying to create the best adhesive ever that would never fail. And guess what? He didn't make it. He made something else. But he took that little adhesive that he did and he put it on these papers mm-hmm. and he created post-it notes. Like... You know, it takes, you know, again, if you open your mind to possibilities, right? Like, what is the goal? Like, yeah, I wanted to create this super cool adhesive to begin with, but that's not what I'm ending up with. Like, you know, the flip side of that is how can I open my mind to take this failure and create it to something that's a win? It's like WD-40. That's the 40th rendition of water displacement formula. You know, I went to 40. Finally got it. 39 39 times you failed. Yeah. Yeah, I was listening to um, Dr. Peter Tia's podcast and he had this guy on uh, some cancer research or something along those lines, or whatever. And he was talking about the, when they, when they go through the drug trials and the different things when they're trying to figure oh. out what can this, whatever molecule do, or what is this thing in there? And he said, most times after the first, the first uh, trial and it doesn't like, they say, Oh, they, we think this is going to help with um, blood sugar. And they're like, Oh, doesn't do that. And they just kill the whole thing. Never again. That thing will never get funding. We'll never see the light of day again because the first hypothesis failed. And he was saying in his experience and from what he's done, most of these things take the drug in the drug world, especially takes three tries at something before they find out what the drug is really for good at. I, I don't know if you guys ever heard of like, you know, Viagra. It was, it, I think it was for blood pressure or whatever. And people were like, you know, my blood pressure may not so good, but man, my erections are awesome. You know, like, and like, <laughs> You know, there's a lot of those things like that, that are out there. You know, like, I think it was like Chantix or something like that. It was originally for like the pressure, something like that. People were like, I still feel depressed, but man, I quit smoking. And they're like, wait a second, you know, like, but if it wasn't for like people right. pushing past those first failures, yeah, they we wouldn't have the these things. They got to go through their trials. They got to ask mm-hmm. the right questions. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then go through the process, collect the data and be like, okay, what do we have here? How, you know, do we have something that we can, yeah. we can use this drug for you know and it just takes that part it's funny you mentioned that viagra dude it reminds me of freaking that 40 year old version yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> he's like the commercial said to call you if i have an erection lasting more than four hours and that guy on the other end's like did you even take our drug sir he's like no classic movie classic movie classic movie. but yes. And he was talking about uh, beta blocker. So like that's um, cholesterol, something along those lines. I'm not a doctor. But the guy said that that drug, if it was in today's world and today's standards, would never have been invented because it took so many failures to, for them to figure out what that right. drug could do. So we would never have that drug, you know, now. So a lot of these things, like he was talking about, like who knows what's on the shelves now that was just one, one thought at it, one try at it. And we're like, no, nope, not it. And just and then, sit on the shelf forever now. Never be, nobody will ever put any money into it because it failed one time. And that's yeah. just crazy to think about. You know what I mean? Like, imagine if, like every time we just did one time, one thing, we're like, ah, no, driving's not for me. You know? No. Not a walker. 
well, hey, they got over it now. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's like, it's like crazy, you know? So you got to push through these things. You got to be open-minded. You got to be willing to, th- and, and, and you know, what helps me a lot is bringing in people, outside people and, and taking hard criticism saying, look at this, like, what's going on here? Do you, what do you see? And it's like, oh, you'll get a lot of times you'll get people say, what about this? What about that? Or like, you're doing this, you're doing that. And it's like, and then you'll start to, if you're open to it and you should be, you'll say, oh, I didn't think about it that way. Oh, I didn't see that. Like, oh, thanks for the, you know, the insight and help. But like, oh man, I'm fucking up. I didn't even notice it, you know? Like that great, great minds, man. What is that? Like steel on steel, right? Steel right. on steel. Steel sharp on steel. Yeah. Exactly. But you got to bring in outside people, different perspectives, different backgrounds, different upbringing, whatever it is to bounce things in a different way. Maybe somebody's cynical. You're like, oh, I need a cynical point of view. I'm too optimistic maybe here. What am I missing? Like, what am I not seeing? You know, and quite the opposite. Yeah. yeah. You know I mean, like if you're cynical about it, like, hey, you know what? I've, I've been down in this idea. Let's get a positive person in here. Right. What do you think about this? Mm-hmm. Like that's the kind of thing where you got to play to your strengths. Yeah. And it's like, if you, if you know what your strengths are, you know what your weaknesses are. And it's like, Hey, I'm weak in this area. I need somebody in this area to come in, step in and help me out. You know, or you have the other things too, instead of like Pfizer where the drugs just sit on the shelf and mm-hmm. nobody goes unused because they don't know what they use for. Mm-hmm. You have a story about AT&T. Like AT&T created so many things that they just never used. Mm-hmm. Yet other people, other people took advantage of that. You know what I mean? Like the microwave. Like mm-hmm. how the heck? Why is a phone company making microwaves? <laughs> no, but they were trying to come up with new ways, right? New communication technology. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that there was a better use for it. Yeah. It's like, hmm, we have this new technology. I think you should kind of take a look at that. You know what I mean? And it's just like their their contributions to society are great. What is the other thing? They made CDs too, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Um, so, and, uh, I don't know. Be careful who's watching this. Yeah. <laughs> you guys may not know what compact discs or cassette tapes or eight tracks are, but... CDs, man, those those yeah. things were big back when back when I was a kid. That was man, those big binders of seven hundred CDs. I got. I was up. Man, I think I still got one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you think texting and driving is bad? Try looking through a CD book as on your seat as you. <laughs> God, where's that damn CD? I'm on page twelve already. I don't know. <laughs> it was like sticking it in, and you're driving yeah. over speed bumps, like your song is speaking. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a bump too hard. <laughs> But, you know, it's just like, you know, again, things that just we would never have in today's society had somebody not created a failure, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and I heard something about, too, they, they created, like, the transistor, and they had had the patent, and the government had some something when they were, their monopoly was being broken up. The government said, you got to give these out and let people use them for free, and that's what, what birthed, like, the whole computer industry. If it wasn't for that patent being released... Who knows where, you know, how long it would have taken us to get computers and different things along those lines. But, and that's the thing, I guess the key point is there is, you know, maybe you're not the right guy for the idea to carry it forward any further than you have or whatever. Share those ideas with people. Like, you know, find something. Hey, listen, I got this idea for this thing. It's not me. It's not my thing. I don't want to take care of it. But I think something that could be good in the world, like here's is for you. Take it and and run with it And, and, you know, be okay with people taking ideas or sharing them. Maybe even yeah. you get it a little bit, a little bit down the road, and you sell it off and say, "I'm not the guy to take it from one stores to two stores, but I think it can go somewhere, and you can sell it off or partner with somebody or whatever." Like, don't limit your mind to, "Oh, that's not me, that's not my thing," or "I don't know how to do this thing." There's so many people. Yeah, it's like you know, it doesn't have to be a failure. It can right. be a 
somebody or you know if if you're just letting it go and it's going to become a part of society that you contributed to silently you know let that be too man you can be at peace with that there's a lot of good things that good deeds don't go unpunished right you know and just coming to all of these things too i guess we kind of talked about little examples you know up to this point in the show about dismissing ideas too quickly now let's kind of get into i guess how the thought process of you know how can we start accomplishing these things you know and my first thought is instead of dismissing an idea altogether just kind of put it low on the priority list you know mm-hmm. what i mean or something that you used in the last ditch effort or the worst case scenario like let's just say we're trying to come up with an idea for x mm-hmm. you know the first idea that Tyson comes up with, because he's such a genius, is an illegal one. And we're like, this is true. You know what I mean? But instead of just saying, oh, Tyson, that idea is illegal, let's dismiss it. Why don't we just say, okay, Tyson, I like your idea. It will get us where we need to go, but it's illegal. Why don't we just put that on the bottom of the list? You know what I'm saying? Again, yeah, but this, is all, this is all about opening your mind. Yeah. But, you know, I don't have any felonies yet. I mean... <laughs> Oh, you know, we'll, we'll keep it on the bottom of the list. You know, again, we're we're going through the process. We're yeah. adding something to the list. Right. right. You no, know what I, I have on the next idea. Add yeah. that onto the list. You know what I have on my um in my my note app um I have a I have a thing called um idea inbox. Every time I have an idea for something like oh, that's interesting, I might want to think about this later. I'll note it down in there, and then once in a while I'll go back through. I'm like, what are some things I've thought of over the the, the months or the years? And I I'll go back through my idea inbox and look at some stuff and say. Is it time to, to pursue this? Do I know somebody that could take this idea and, and maybe take it? Like, here's an idea. Hey, like you were looking for a thing you were talking about the other day. I thought about this some time ago. Like, take this idea and run with it, you know? Maybe, it, you know, a lot of times when you put things like on a low priority, you kind of put them on the back burner. Your mind will start, your mind will start to kind of think about it and think about it kind of in, in the back, kind of away from your, 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 your more, the more aware thoughts you have. And all of a sudden one day, you're like, oh shit, man, I think I was thinking about the other day. Like your brain's got a solution now or your brain has saw something. So yeah, bring that on the back burner. Let it sit there. Let it idle. Like, don't just be like, can't do it. Not happening. Not me. I'm not the kind of guy. I'm not from that kind of neighborhood or, you know, whatever, like all these different exclusions we have. Yeah. Whatever it is. And it's, 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 again, this is about training your brain. This is about developing new patterns in life. You know, it's just like the same thing of just come up with a way to test new ideas. Yeah. It's like, okay, there's this new idea coming in instead of automatically rejecting it, just be like, okay. What, what are the benefits of this new, I mean, I obviously see the downside originally, it's, it's right. illegal, but what is the benefit of this? Right. You know what I mean? Are so yeah, we, yeah. We get us to our goal, okay? That's illegal, okay? How can we take that premise and like, where can we find, find a legal way of doing it? Or how can we make that not illegal by doing it like this? Or we take this component out and put that in, now it's not something illegal, whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's just like, you know, you got to come up with ways to test this idea instead of outright rejecting it. You know what I mean? And it's like just coming up with this thing instead of just dismissing it altogether because of some mental barrier that you've had in the past. Like you develop this new process where an idea comes in, you test it. And then from there, it's like, okay, it's either for me or it's not, you know? And, and, you know, with the internet nowadays and so many things are, are, are cheap or free or whatever it is, it's so easy to rapidly test these ideas, you know, put things together real quick. There's, there's softwares, there's things, Ask your friends, like, hey, I, here's a, here's a yeah. prototype I built in my garage over the past three months. Like, I know this is rough, but check it out. Would you buy it? Yes. Give me 20 bucks. Yeah. It's, 
it's crazy. You got all kinds of things out there. YouTube, Instagram, put it out there. Mm. You can research stuff. You know, it's just like you can find investors. Like you can mm. do all kinds of stuff nowadays with the internet. Yeah, and, and you know, don't don't be scared if it's not quite right. It's not perfect yet. It's not polished yet. Just let people know, like, hey, this is prototype three. Like, what do you guys think? Like, what, you guys see proof for improvements? You, you, I'm looking for somebody to make a cheap 3D print. Do you know somebody's got a 3D printer? I can get on the weekend. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let people know that. Don't be worried. Like, oh, it's not quite ready yet. It's not. I, if I add four or five more features. If I sand it a little bit more, if I polish the website a little bit more, like, get out. Sometimes you just got to launch and see what's happening. Ask for feedback. Be honest. Like, listen, we're in development. We're trying these things. Ideas are welcome. Let us know. You know, don't be scared to, you know, sometimes if you're not embarrassed by your first version, you waited too long, you know, so. Yeah, yeah that's true. And, and again, this is all about learning about yourself. Mm-hmm. Learning about what you like, what you don't like, what you're good at, what you're not good at. Yeah. And it's okay. You know, this is a process of developing things, learning things, and you'll come up with a process you know you just got to take a little bit of time just like anything you're gonna you're gonna stumble and fumble the first few times it's okay just get back up try again yeah. not a problem yeah and then a good question i i heard i heard a uh, a bit ago was when you have a problem what is your thinking process mm. it's like ooh, what is my thinking process like yeah like write that mm. out like i'm in the process of working on working that through that question myself like um, I, it, it, I know we did the, um, I was at episode five or something. That's when I was a long time ago, but we did Ray Dalio's principles and that's like how he kind of lives his life. He's, he's good. a little crazy. He's in good. Way he does it, but yeah, he's got all these things. He's got like everybody in his thing. Like they got baseball cards, like, mm-hmm. like Oh, let's go see this guy. He's yeah. probably this. like, you know what I mean? Like you gotta, you know, when you have a process in place, it's a little bit easier. You know, but again, this this is shows about awareness. It's going to yeah. take some time to come up with that process. But yeah, but even if it's two lines and you're like, "That's what I got now," and every time you think about something, write it down. As you go through, like, "Oh, I have a problem right now. Where's my Where's my thing?" Pull up the document, get that notepad out, and go like, "All right, how am I going to work through this?" So, like, step one, this is what I'm going to do. You're like, "All right, yeah." Oh, oh, you know what I was doing earlier was this. I got to write that down as part of my procedure. Like, yeah. and you can refine that, and then you can go through that and say. I got a problem. Like, what's my checklist? What am I going to do? I'm going to do this. I'm going to look at that. I'm going to do, and, and then you're going to start to develop this thing. You're going to refine it and hone it. And when you, and what's going to happen is it's going to become part of your brain and your mind. Yeah. But what's also you're going to have it written down. You're going to be able to reference back to it. You're going to be able to share with others. Like, Hey, Hey dad, or, you know, Hey, Hey boss, I'm in this thing. Like, here, this is the thing I've made. It's the, the decision tree. What I, how I work through problems. Give it a look. Like, and maybe this will help you fight. And it's funny because, Funny because what you're describing is actually very relevant in the medical field, especially mm. healthcare. Yeah. It's like you have all these protocols, which are right. basically just algorithms. Does a patient show these signs and symptoms? Yes. Go down this way. No. Go to the next one. Do they show these signs and symptoms? Yes. Go this way. No. Go that way. And like, and it happens all over the place. Even computers. Computers yeah. have algorithms all the time. All the time. You click on one thing here, does this, does that, goes all the way down the checklist. Yeah. Like if yes, why? If no, if yes, if no, yeah. Yeah. Like these are these are basic protocols and any standard practice of any healthcare. These are algorithms that all computers run. Mm-hmm. Any program where you play any type of video game or go through any type of interface that has any type of decision, you know, binomial code, whatever making process. Yeah. And yes or one or two. And just go down the line from there. Like, it seems complicated, but again, open your mind. 
Just open your mind and go to this. And, and, and it doesn't have to be. And if you haven't listened to the episode prior to this, like keep things simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. Stop saying, nope. oh, this is complicated. No, it's not. It doesn't have to be. Like, it doesn't have to be. In the simplest form. Make it simple. And then you can come up with a simple decision tree. Like these are the things I need to think about before I quit, before I cut investment, before I do these things. Like have I evaluated these things? Have I gone through these things? Have I seen my three advisors that are, are, are the people I've trust, I've built trust with over years and then get their opinions and outputs and outlooks on things. Have I gone through all these things? Yes. Cut investment. No, double down. Whatever it is, however you work out your shit. Well, that's, that's always a tough dichotomy. You know, it's yeah. like when to quit. When to quit. No, it's like, is, is there, have I expended enough resource? Because that's mm-hmm. always a good question. Yeah. Like, you know, but then again, you also have to think about how much resources do you have? How much money or time or, you know, erasers or whatever, whatever you're trying to make. Like, how much wood do I have that I can actually use to, to make this sculpture? Like, you know, I mean, you got to think about the resources that you have and expanding those resources at what cost, you know? and then the dichotomy to that being don't fall for the sunk cost fallacy like i've got ten thousand in well i might as well chase that because i'm going to lose all that no it's gone or spent it's done throwing another 10 you're just chasing another 10 now you're down 20 you know what i mean so don't get lost in that it's hard i was i i had i had bought some some uh some snack bars whatever i was like i'm gonna hold on to these and when i go hiking and stuff now they're expired. And I'm like, well, I mean, it's still good. I, I, I put 30 bucks into that. I'm like, I'm going to eat them. And I'm like, and I'm, and so I'm eating one. I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, goddamn, sunk cost got me again. Like I was 30 bucks into this two years ago. Like that's so long gone. And now I'm yeah. putting my health at jeopardy. You know what I mean? Like for, for this lost money that doesn't mean anything. It's hard. You can't yeah. calculate. So you got to evaluate that. Knowing these things is is key. Here we go again. Like right at the beginning of the show, like not knowing. No, now you know. Some cost fallacy. I'm in it. This money, it's gone. If you don't eat that chocolate cake, you already paid for it. It's gone. You're you're not gonna recoup the money by eating the chocolate cake. You know. So know those things. Like, uh. but don't quit too early. Though. That's the thing too. Like, and we we were, me and Rance were talking offline before this. Is like I was like, you know, I don't want to tell people to quit. I'm like, no, I do. You know, and and, and it's like. That's Where do you a, balance that? That's a rough thing. I guess for me, yeah. I'm, I'm a go-getter. I'm an upholder. Right. Um, I'm still relatively young. I mean, I'm, I'm not a spring fucking chicken anymore, but, you know, I'm still relatively young. So for me, it's like, man, go, go balls out, dude. Like, so what? Go for broke. Yeah, I'm going to get broke in the process, but I'm either A, going to learn something, or A, I'm B, going to win. And for me, I know I got to fail more than a few times yeah. before I get something right. So, you know, if you have the right attitude going in it, maybe not expecting to fail, but on the back burner, knowing that, yeah, I'm expending a lot of resources. Yeah, this is going to hurt. But at the same time, I'm, I'm going to take something away from it. Like, uh, if you have those things on your side, for me, it's been, you know, failure has been a rather, I mean, we had a whole episode, right? Episode seven, mm-hmm. all about failures. Like, you know, it's, it's been a very rewarding process. But at the same time, if you're of a different mindset and maybe you come from a mindset of something that's scarcity or maybe you don't have as many resources I have or you don't have good friends to go to in the event that you fail, like 
maybe instead of going for broke, you should kind of maybe work on your support systems instead. Like, I don't know. To me, I don't think failure is something to be afraid of. But no, absolutely point, not. You know, and I'm just that go-getter. I'm going to go get it. I'm going to live without regrets. But Tyson is right. I mean, you got to throw some caution to the wind. You can't just go about and be reckless and, you know, do something that's going to be a detriment to you instead of an asset. Like, you got to weigh that. I don't know. Yeah. And I think what I, what I took away from our conversation and then what I was able to kind of, um, I guess, piece together was going into these things. Like, you're going to work on this project. You're no. I'm going to work on this project. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. It's going to be all these things. It's going to be hard. It's going to be expensive, whatever it is, but I'm okay with that. You know? And I think that's what I took away from our offline conversation was, you know, going through these things. It's not, and, and, and not quitting because when you started, you knew going in, this is going to be a tough road. There's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be peaks and valleys, but I know why I'm doing this for what reasons. And I know, I know the risk. I know I'm probably going to live most of my life broke because I'm going to pursue this. And that's what I want to do. And I'm okay with that. Once you have that thought and, and mindset, then fucking go for it. If it takes your whole life to, to, to become KFC, that's fine. Like you, you can, you can start something in 80. It's not a big deal, but all yeah. that stuff led up to that. You knew this is the life I'm going to live. Like let your wife know and let your family know that, listen, we're not going to have these things. We're not going to do these things because I'm pursuing this. You know what I mean? Or I'm, I'm going to do that. And this is the, way I'm going to spend my life and spend my free time, spend my weekends. I'm going to work on this project until the day I die or I figure it out. Yeah. But I mean, just, you know, we also went through other episodes too, but you've got to stop and reevaluate along the way. Yeah. And then I guess now that I'm looking at the stock market stuff too, like when you buy stocks, like you have this thing called stop loss. I mean, mm -hmm. you're going to purchase a stock and when it hits a certain point, you're going to cut that loose and just consider that a loss. Like don't forget to add those in. Mm -hmm. you gotta know what you can risk and what you don't risk like if you're gonna expend your whole entire savings account to get something you think you really want like you know know that that's all of your savings like yeah. maybe instead you should kind of build up a little bit more savings before expending all of it or find another investor to go in with you or you know what i mean like put mm -hmm. those stop losses in place so that you have something in the event that failure does happen I mean, I'm not trying to say be reckless. Again, you got to be responsible with these losses. And A, you have to have the right mindset. And B, you got to have enough capital to walk away with so that you're not dead broke. Mm -hmm. you know? just yeah, kinda... and the thing I, I, I like to do and I've done in the past is like, you got to understand like this money you're investing, you're putting up now, if it's very likely it's going to be zero. It's not going to be worth shit. If you're okay with that, we can move forward. But yeah. if this is all your life savings, this is everything you have, and you're banking on this thing happening, then please don't do this. This is not for you. This is an opportunity. You know what I'm saying? So well, I mean, if, if all you have in your life is 10 grand and you're like, yeah, fuck, I'm all in. I don't care. I don't, I don't care if I go back to zero. Like, if that's your decision, that's fine. But if you're like, I can't afford to lose this. I got to pay rent. And if I, I lose this thousand on the game, like, oh, shit. Or, you know what I mean? Like, this hot tip. Or you say this is going to pop on Instagram tomorrow. Like, you, you've got to be okay with, like, just, again, be, be responsible about it. Yeah. Understand when you're putting up capital, when you're when you're putting up time, you know, to me, I think time is a lot more valuable resource yes. than money. You can never get time back. Yeah. I mean, like People looking out there are going to go to school or be doctors. Like, that's 10 years of your life. Mm -hmm. 
not saying it's not worth it, but you got to understand what you're giving up before you actually give it up. Yeah. And that's kind of hard. So, yeah, and it's, you know, that's up to you guys to figure out. Here's some thoughts. Here's some ideas to, yeah. to bounce around. What works for you is ultimately what matters. Not, nothing we say matters. I hope it helps you make a decision. Your decision is your decision. And I, I hope it's the one that works out best for you. And I guess uh, just to end, I guess on a, on a story here, I've, one of my coworkers was talking about it. So I just thought I'd share because do a little bit of research. But this is, this is the Victoria's Secret story. Uh, but anyway, um, the original guy, Roy Raymond, started it in 1977. He borrowed 40K, I guess, to start it up. And then from there, he went through, I think, about somewhere between 1982 and 1983. This is according to Wikipedia. Just getting I didn't watch the documentary or whatever the case might be. But, um, yeah, so he made his money, and he sold it for a million bucks. I say that's a win. You borrowed 40K. Money yeah. you didn't even have. You borrowed 40K. You sold it for a million. I got it. I can't even calculate the return on that. It's like, a, it's like over a thousand percent. I'll take that deal every day of the week. You know what I mean? And then he sold it to Leslie Wexner. Um, but at the time that Wexner bought it, I think there was only four stores in mm -hmm. the entire chain. And then from 1982 to 1988, so that's six years later. So roughly about the same time, right? Roy right. started for five years. He went from borrowed 40K to one mil. But that one mil was only four stores. So in six years, about the same time, Wexner grew four stores into 100 stores. Ooh. You know, I was looking for a number somewhere in Wikipedia to dictate what that would equivalent to if you bought it at a mil, what it would be worth six years later. And I, I couldn't really find that number. But if I imagine four stores were worth a million mm -hmm. and now you have 94 stores divided by four like that's like 50 mil i mean i'm just i don't know i'm just I just call it 50 yeah i don't i don't know yeah. what that could be I, I could say that's a conservative estimate yeah sure i i don't know no idea yeah but not in the case it's like you know this story is kind of like that dichotomy when do you quit i mean to me 40 40k to one mil is a good deal Maybe I didn't think that way, but, you know, and then for Leslie, like he took something and he built it into something greater. Like these are two gentlemen who possibly maybe, maybe one was good at startups and the other was good at taking a startup to the next level. Like these, this story is a prime example of like, know your strengths, know your weaknesses, know what you're good at. If you're the first guy, you got to accept that. Yeah. Take that. You took the risk. You borrowed 40K to start this thing and you, and you walked away with something. And if you're the other guy, you got to accept that too. You know, it's all right to be either one of the players in this game. Yes. And you just got to understand the dichotomy and understand where it's at. And most of all, after you understand who you are, create a process. You got to get that process down. You know? Yeah. Some guys are good number two. Some guys are good number one. Some guys are good at starting businesses. Some guys are could have seen them through to another level. Understand what you are. Maybe find the guy or the other person that you are not and get things to the next level. And if you're looking to get your spring off to the next level, we got a, we got a, spring, a spring cleaning of the body. Uh, we're with Kelly uh, from episode 51 uh, on this amazing health supplements and all these different things. 
If you want to learn more about it, you want to know more about it, head over to the socialchameleon.show slash pick me. Get your body right. Get, get your mind right. Your ideals will start flowing. Things will start going. Let's do this. If you're looking for a little bit more um, to, to, to help you evaluate different things, for um, some books I read when we were discussing doing this topic, um, I read The Dip by Seth Godin. It talks about knowing when to quit, understanding what that feeling is like, the, the dip, that, that valley, and, and, you know, the slump. I think it's a great book. Um, another one, uh, Mastery by Robert Greene. Uh, what, what is it like to master something, to, to become a master of your, your, your career, your whatever it is, your, your hobby, whatever, you know, uh, master accountant, you know, uh, fisherman, whatever it is, understanding what that takes, what that's like. I think there's two great books to help you on this journey to stop giving up, stop dismissing ideas before they get going. If you guys know of some good resources, maybe a documentary or, or whatever it is, another book, share it with us, share it with the community. You can share it um, on, on our Facebook page or we have a discussion group there as well. Um, tweet at us, whatever it is. Share it with the community. Let us know. Let's all help each other get to the next level. Yeah, and then awesome. with that, go ahead, Rance. Yeah. So for today's challenge, today's challenge is to hold on a little longer. All right. Have a process when it comes to holding on ideas. Have a process when it comes to quitting your ideas. You know, what will it cost to keep this idea? What will you gain? Is that risk worth the reward? Maybe this is about something else entirely. Maybe it's about developing a process at the expenditure of your time or capital. Maybe this is about testing your mind to see if you can come up with other benefits other than the one you originally planned for. But ultimately, find your process. And then wrap this up. Final thoughts here. Awareness. <laughs> In order to develop this process of holding on or letting go, you have to know what is important to you. Not what your family says, not what your friends say, not what a donkey say. You as a person. What is important to you as a person? You have to know your limitations. It's okay. Fuck, I suck at a lot of things. I know that. I'm G. I'm good. And your strengths. Know, know each of them. Know what you need to do. If you focus on what you really want and you stay positive, you can achieve anything. And if you know somebody that gives up too quickly on things, it's got a lot of great ideas but never pursues anything past the, the late night you know, hangout session, share this with them. Let them know that they can do it, whether it's passing on to somebody else or, or, or pursuing it themselves. If you'd like to support the show, the best way is you know, subscribing, leaving a like, reviewing it. If you find something awesome here, you can connect with us between shows all week long, the social media show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, you can subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast app for past episodes and links to everything we've talked about here today. You can visit the show, socialcommunion.show. And until next time, keep learning, growing, stop fucking giving up, and transform to the person you want to become.